Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to episode number 47, I think this is, of the Network Marketing Ninja podcast with Fraser Brooks. Hope you are all doing good. And today, I am joined by an absolute legend in the network marketing space who I cannot wait to introduce you all. His name is Craig White. Craig, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, mate. I'm absolutely buzzing. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be connecting with you on this episode. I really appreciate it, mate. How are you? Yeah, loving life, loving life. So, guys, the funny thing is, I wish you could see us because we are, we didn't plan for this, uh, but we are both wearing the exact same color shirt today. It's just kind of weird because we're also massive, we're both massive Liverpool football club fans as well. So, uh, I've got a lot of a lot of time for this guy. And you know what, recently um, I held Success Summit 3 over in Stoneleigh in the center of the UK. And one of the speakers, unfortunately, uh, fell ill. Something happened that they weren't able to come to the event. So I picked I was like, you know what? I don't know what to do. So I asked two of my friends. I said, what, what do I do? I, I mean, I could, I could fill it, but I don't want to do more than a certain amount of speaking at my own event. I want to be able to put the stage on to other people to elevate the industry. Both my friends said, hey, you need to check out, you need to check out Craig. And now me and Craig have been connected for, for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. I thought, flipping that great idea. So I called Craig with about four days to go until the event. I say, Craig, like, would you be would you be open to getting on stage? And didn't even think about it. It was like, mate, I'm in. Like, whatever, whatever's going to help make the event, like, I'm in. Um, and he turned up to the event. He was there from the first minute of the event, first second of the event, all the way to the last second of the event. I can't tell you how rare that is from people who speak on stage these days. Like a lot of people just come in, like what time I speak and they dive in, they dive out. So I have massive respect for him, but he's also probably one of the top authorities in the network marketing space when it comes to all things mindset. And there's a saying that mindset plus skill set plus tool, tool set equals jet set. And this dude right here has got the goods when it, when it comes to that, along with a load of other different things. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited about this. Um, I believe that you should. There's two things in this game. You need to trust principles and you need to test systems and tools. I do a lot of systems, a lot of tools, but the principles and the fundamentals that we're going to share with Craig uh, are going to be absolutely gold. And the last thing I do before we go into Craig's story is if this is actually part two. So um, if you want part one, Craig, what's the name of your podcast where we did part one? Passion to Succeed. Uh, so I think if you type in Passion to Succeed on, on iTunes or, or SoundCloud, it'll, uh, it'll pop up for me. Boom, passion to succeed and that's a great segue into what we're going to do so great just to, to the listeners get to know you obviously a bunch of them have listened to you at success summit three whether it's on the live stream or in person you blew the house down it was amazing on a sunday morning just just give a refresher and kind of like a little bit of a background into your network marketing story and how how you got started and how you got to where you get to now hey mate look firstly uh <laughs> a really great introduction there buddy um uh, really appreciate that, and I think you know, like yourself, I've got a, a love uh, and a passion for for the industry. And I think you know, like like most people, Fraser, I stumbled into the business by accident. You know, I think you know, people are looking for something extra, and you know, my parents were in network marketing, and I thought they'd gone absolutely start raving, flipping mad because I couldn't in my in my kind of mindset of being in the employment world. Um, you know, I worked in advertising. I was kind of good at what I did, I guess. Uh, but I couldn't comprehend how you could make 50 quid a week, let alone something substantial. And here's my parents, both in the mid-50s, um, and I'm actually buying their weekly food shopping, and they're telling me to quit my job to come and you know, work with them in network marketing. So it didn't, 
really add up um, until I needed something more. And I, it was like, I had this full-time job and it was like, I needed an extra income. And I'm thinking, maybe, maybe I'll give it a go. And um, it, it blew me away, I'll be honest with you. Um, but I, I kind of got involved with that initial personal greed. And then um, I thought to myself, you know, you know, when you kind of get that little bit of success, you know, the mindset, I guess, of the further you, further the, further you climb, the further you see. And it was only a small kind of income. But I thought, I wonder, I wonder if I worked my backside off part time for 10 months, I could chase that dream of traveling the world with my surfboard. And that's oh. what I did. And, and I literally, but I had no intention. When I came back from traveling in April 2001, I had absolutely no intention whatsoever of getting back involved in network marketing. It wasn't even in my mind's eye. But I t this is the story, and I, I tell you, it's crazy. I was, in, I was in Fiji, I was sat on the beach, and I was coming to the end of my trip. Now, obviously, when you go around the world, you either go one way or the other, right? So when, when you're in Fiji, you, you, you're, um, you, I, was, I was spending time with people that were either on the back end of their journey or on the front end of their journey. Mm -hmm. And people are saying, what is it that you're going to do when you get back? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get back involved with this network marketing business. And it, and it just came out without me even thinking about it. And I remember thinking why. And I remember going to the bank in Cairns, Australia to get some money out. And this income had popped into my bank. And I hadn't even been in the country for six months. And it just, you know, you get them little trigger points. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it works. But it had clearly worked because I'd saved the money to go backpacking. But it was when that I just had that little, that little trigger. And then obviously I came back from traveling um, and I didn't want to go into the employment world. So I got involved in network marketing. But again, you know, really honest, it, it, I was in it for, for selfish reasons. I, I thought, you know, at this, at this point, my parents' phrase were earning around about, I don't know, six, seven grand, something like that every month. And um, in their mid 50s. And I thought, you know what? If a couple of people in the mid fifties can earn that, if I could earn half of that, that would be life changing. Yeah. And um, so I got involved, and 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 actually, you know, um, my work ethic's never been questionable. And you know, Jim Rohn's famous for saying, "What you lack in skill, you make up in numbers." And that was me. I was just hungry. And we all get hit by. I think you know. Again, Jim Rohn talks. It's not the wind that blows. It's how we set our sail, right? Yeah. And I, I actually lost my best mate. Um, about, I was back, back about four or five weeks in the country and my friend had this freak motorbike accident and um, you know I met, he was probably the one person that I really when I was away and it, and it knocked me for six phrases. I was an emotional wreck and, but you hear don't you from every great loss eventually you find great strength and you know not straight away obviously but in time I realised that I didn't have a crystal ball and I was empowered from the inside to work for the dreams that me and him had when we were kids mm. to drive the porsche 911 to, to to travel the world to surf on the beaches that we wanted to surf on so I almost like started working unconsciously for them desires and i remember and i think i might have shared it from the stage i remember having this clapped out volkswagen sirocco mm -hmm. it was a category d write-off it cost me 50 quid because it's all i could afford you could literally stand in the boot <laughs> And uh, I remember, like, you had to, it was a, you had to drive with the windows open because it, it, it just stank of petrol. But I remember um, driving it once uh, down the A1M. And I just remember closing my eyes and I'm like, buddy, this will be a 911 one day. 
you know, just like sharing that goal with my, my, my lost friend in my, in my mind. And just, I think I learned then and probably didn't understand then, Fraser, what I do now. But I had this emotional drive. And, and I think, you know, nothing, not all the armies in the world will stop somebody that's got an emotional congruency with what really, truly matters for them. And I think yeah. the thing for me is people are setting goals in the, the outside world with the, I guess, the old school philosophy of keeping up with the Joneses. I want to achieve that because they do. But they haven't got this actual emotional congruency with their values. What's really, truly pulling on their heartstrings, you know? And, and then, you know, I guess, you know, I've just been really passionate over the years and, you know, worked with a company for a long, long time. And um, that went and found another company to, to partner with. And I, mean, I just love the business. And I, I think initially it was, it was very much about what I could get out of the business for me. Mm-hmm. But very quickly, when you get your first team member and you get the feeling of helping them su- succeed, succeed to even you you kind of get that emotional connection and we were talking about it on the, the podcast with me earlier about mates like going hey like i'm 21 we don't cry you don't see any tears but look, dude, i was like 22 23 and i remember like the emotional feeling i got from somebody else succeeding knowing that i had a little bit to play in that mm-hmm. and, and i got addicted to that i got addicted to the feeling of helping other people and you, know, you mentioned it earlier, you know, Zig Ziglar is famous for saying, help enough people get what they want first, and in turn, everything will come back to you tenfold. Or, mm-hmm. And I think that's my, my mission now. I never, never really look at where I am. Um, and for a long, long time, I've just been committed to my people. You know, I think it's easy, isn't it, to let ourselves down as human beings. And as, as a young entrepreneur, um, one of the biggest attributes I had was I've never let anyone else down. Yeah. So I used to commit to be in Essex at seven o'clock in the morning. Mate, you wouldn't get me out of bed for toffee for myself at 6 a.m. Yeah. But for somebody else, I was up and I was on it drinking a can of Red Bull and a Mars bar every morning for breakfast. <laughs> and, that, and that's how I lived. You know, I, I literally traveled the breadth of the, the width of the country just mm-hmm. working with other people to help them achieve their goals. And on the back of that, everything else. And that, and that kind of comes from the strong mindset, being emotionally connected, but also having the passion to succeed as well. I think I, in, my, in my second book, I Double Dare You, I spend a whole chapter, I think, on emotionally connecting to the business because a lot of people just say, oh, you need a why, a why that makes you cry, a why is an acronym for what hurts you, all of that. But that's just one level of it. That's not going to, a lot of people don't, a lot of people say, Fraser, I don't have a why that makes me cry. You don't, you don't need to. You need to get something that is going to drive you when you're feeling down and depressed and out and you want to quit because then you're quitting on your, 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 your dreams. So let's kind of, before we kind of go into how to kind of create passion or some tips on, on how people can get that better mindset, I just want to ask you some real quick fire questions just so the guys can get to know you a little bit more from a personal point of view. So as quick as you can, it, it, it's never quick because I go off on tangents, but yeah. Pizza or pasta? Oh, pizza every day of the week. Really? Oh, mate. What kind? I was in Rome recently and Vincenzo said to me, go to this pizza restaurant. And I got there and they were sold out of pizza, mate. I was gutted. I had oh, to no. pasta. But the pasta was phenomenal. <laughs> it was really it, it, It's made it, Italian. Like, I don't, know, I don't know how there's skinny people in Italy. No. So what kind of pizza? 
Uh, my pizza with uh, olives and mate, I'm a bit weird. I love vinegar with my pizza, and so you know, like you get a nice salad. Yeah, uh, vinaigrette on. I love like having pizza and salad. Love it. Oh, but, that's interesting. I've, I've been uh, a flexitarian, a vegan that oh. eats the odd bit of cheese every now and again since for six months now. Flexitarian. <laughs> how 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 are you finding being a flexitarian? Hey, mate, I've not, I, I, I feel stronger, I wake up earlier, I stay up later. It's amazing, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm blown away. And I think it's just the science of um, understanding a little yeah. bit more about the body that made me want to mm-hmm. cover for myself, you know. I think I know this one, but uh, beaches or cities? Beaches. Yeah, so you mentioned <laughs> surfing about four times. What is, on your travels, what's the best place you've ever been to? A place called Noosa Heads in Australia. Australia. Yeah, uh, north of Brisbane. I actually went yeah. there for my birthday um, three years ago, four years ago. I'm like, I'm going to Australia for my birthday. Someone said, "Who are you going with?" I went with surfboard. Literally jumped on a plane, flew to Brisbane. I spent four days in Australia, flew back, and they thought I was a drug mule because they're like, "Who goes to Australia for four days?" <laughs> surfing they're like like they're honestly they got me back at manchester airport and they're literally quizzing me thinking i'm some kind of drug mule that's hilarious <laughs> what so do you prefer to read read listen or watch i am a listener um do it on the go what's um, your favorite listen <laughs> in terms of book oh wow um, on his neck there's so many amazing ones so, um the monk who sold his ferrari by rob yeah, again recently. I remember reading that. Do you, do you remember the, the bit in there about the monk who walked his path of enlightenment? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I actually brought these shoes once because they had little uh, sumo wrestlers on the bottom. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, so that, that I think that, I mean, there's so many, Fraser. I'm really into podcasts at the moment, your podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, a guy called Richard Brisbrook. Um, yes, he's my cousin, kind of, <laughs> ancestor, ancestor in a way. So let's, let's switch gears. So you have a, a passion for passion. You've got that much passion. So like, how, how do, would you help? Because a lot of people are just aren't passionate people. How would you, how would you help someone? Because we were talking about mentorship in, in the first part. How would you... Um, help someone find their passion or get passionate about the business? I think uh, it's basic about showing a genuine interest in them. And I, I like to call it that discovery stage where mm. you, one, of, one of the things that I try and talk to people about is we, there's a very strong possibility that you spend your life traveling, succeeding, you know, experiencing with these people around the world. Mm. But someone's just joined your business and you just don't know that power of one. So I think... You know, I like to I like to find out about people, and I think a discovery stage of what what people actually really want. You know, everyone says mm. I want more money, but what does that money do for you? you know, yeah. I think Alan Bean, um wrote a book called Questions of the Answers, didn't he? With a one of my favorites. Yeah, and you know, I think you know that's got some real basic fundamentals in it. But but for me, the the key is about discovering. You know. It's almost like, you know, you said a minute ago, you know, the why that makes you cry. I think the thing is, it's that common saying of only the truth will set us free. And people never really connect to their emotional truth. And I think the only way to do that is what are people's values? And I think in the early days, 
you know, it may be a little bit overwhelming for people. You just want to get like the basic, you know, what is it they want? You know, what's important to them? Why is it important to them? And, and get committed to that with people. Um, you know, setting the goals, get, getting people to go and test drive like you were, you were talking about earlier. But I think to really unleash the inner passion, I think sometimes can take a bit of time. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, maybe a little bit of personal development. But certainly one of the things I found is getting the congruency with goals and values. Mm-hmm. You know, all right, our list of goals, but then we need to look, does that fit with our values? Let me give you a quick example. So yeah. I, um, I've got two little girls. Um, I've now got three because my partner, Luba, she's got a little girl as well. So Love it. clearly massively outnumbered by... Yeah, you're screwed. Um, but you know, going prior to, to, to meeting Luba, I, I, always, I, I wanted to buy a Ferrari 458 Italia. Ooh! And um, I'm a big Porsche fan, but I, I just thought I just quite like a Ferrari. And, uh, but I never really worked for that goal. Mm. I'm not sure what I read or listened to or what training I went to, but there was a trigger point that made me realize that that goal wasn't congruent to my values because my biggest value is adventures with my two little girls. Mm. And a Ferrari 458 Italia is a two-seater. Mm-hmm. So how can the three of us go out? So it, yeah. never re- it wasn't a priority for me. So I think what people need to do to really kind of get that emotional truth is get their goals down, what's important to them, what are their family values there, you know, and actually see if they match because actually you can probably cross off 50% of your goals because they're not true to your own values. Yeah. And really simple task. Yeah, and I think it's asking the question, why is that your goal? Yeah. I think it's, 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 so, it's so fundamental. So a lot of people, it's, it's actually funny, whenever I do an event um, and I ask for feedback, the big feedback that you get is, and you know what's so funny? When you promoting an event and like post event are two totally, it's always two totally different things. If I was to say, doing this event and you're going to walk away knowing you can do it, people won't come. People won't come to the event. And they're like, yeah, but I know I can do it. But if I promote the event and say, hey, you're going to learn how to never run out of people to talk to, you're going to learn, you're going to hear from someone who's done $15 million, you're going to hear from if I do all that sort of stuff, people come. But when they leave the event and they fill in the survey form, they go, I've left knowing that I can do this. I have the mindset that I can achieve anything. It's always mindset-based, which is flipping awesome because we know that mindset is pretty much 90% of the battle. If you, if you get it right, as you were saying before we had this call, if you get it right in the, third, in, in the six inches between you can, in the top of your head, you can pretty much succeed. So... Shifting from passion to mindset to another different things, like what would be what would be the advice or tips like that people could go away tonight or today and go and actually do to improve their mindset? I know it's a longer process; it's not like an instant thing. But what are some of the things that they could start implementing in their life that can really help them move forward? Okay, uh, I mean, for me, I think that uh, again, this is just my vibe, Fraser. Mm-hmm. I think some yeah. of the biggest the biggest challenges people get in their own way mm. with am I able to swear I won't swear with the BS yeah you can you can you can do the, the casual ones yeah <laughs> I think with the with, the, with the, the, the bullshit that people give themselves with regards to you know worrying and, and confidence and look bottom line people and I don't mean to be harsh I just want to be honest I think people say oh, I'm lacking confidence well you're lacking confidence because you're taking no action yeah. as, as that because the only way we get confidence is by 
getting results. And the only way we get results is by taking action. So mm-hmm. sometimes we've just got to commit to doing the thing. It's that philosophy, mm-hmm. isn't it? Do the thing and gain the power. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, you know, that, it, that's excuses. I think people just need to get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think people worry about the outcome. And, you know, we, you know, we both talked about that. Obviously, we're wearing the same color shirts today. <laughs> And I was talking on a, on a Zoom training last night with the team, and I think everybody has a worry because of society and environmental. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So worries just unnecessary because that's all right. They've all got a shirt on the back. Everything ends up okay because actually we have in our DNA the, the, the ability, unlike any other living organism on the planet, we have the ability to choose and find solutions for any challenge that's come our way. We're actually challengeaholics. We just don't realize it half the time. Mm. So I think the biggest thing is to understand, you know, ups and downs are a part of mother nature. You know, the sun rises, it sets, the sea comes in, the sea goes out, the moon goes up, it comes down, the seasons come, the seasons go, our heart expands, it retracts. Um, So I think, you know, people talk about a roller coaster. Actually, just live your life, take action, because, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's the answer to your question on my own little mindset tangent, but... Yeah, no, 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 because it's all relevant. That's, a, that's the wonderful thing about mindset is you can always improve it. And what works for someone will work for you if you, take, if you just take flipping action on it. Like, and that's, I think that's what it comes down to. You said that about um, confidence. I have, in my second book, I have the Infinity Cycle of Success, which you created. So it's believe, have the belief in the vision that you've got, take action which gives you experience, which then leads to confidence. And the more confidence you get, the more confidence you have of it, which then allows you to believe in what you're doing more, to take more action. And it's a, it's a knock-on effect. But, mate, we, you and I could talk for hours and hours and hours and not scratch the surface of, of, of what, we want to, what we want to bring. So what I do, what I, the two things I want to do here. Number one is I want to encourage you guys to go to the Passion to, to Succeed podcast. Uh, go check out the interview that we that we me and Craig did. Should be up there. You can go check it out on I think Spotify, uh, Twitch, iTunes, Stitch. iTunes, or all, all, all the standard ones. Go there. Go subscribe. Go go listen. Uh, is, Craig's stuff is super super good. If you like an English accent as well, you'll uh, Craig Craig's has got like a proper like yeah proper accent. <laughs> uh, so not that he speaks anything like that, but uh, he does. Then. Um, I'm going to go and find who the subscriber of the week is going to be. The subscriber of the week who I shout out is going to win $50 if you just message me on Instagram. Uh, what I would also love to do before kind of Craig maybe gives some final thoughts or whatever, some tips on, on how people can just like a tip or something that someone you know, can go and actually take action on um, is I want you to go over onto Instagram, take a screenshot of the podcast that we're on right now and just tag me at Fraser Brooks online and then you, you're on Instagram, right, Craig? Yeah, yeah, Craig White 77. Craig White 77. There we go. So at Fraser Brooks Online and at uh, Craig White 77. Let us know what you like best about this podcast and part one. Uh, and you will have the chance to be in a subscriber of the week. So, Craig, whilst I go and find a, a review to, to shout out, what's maybe one thing that you could leave someone with for them to go, I'm going to go do this? Joe, you know, the, the biggest thing that shaped my ability to focus mm-hmm. the last 18 years of marketing is a daily to-do list i know it sounds really little big fan but without without a to-do list and one of the things that you know i think you mentioned about brain dumping goals as a family earlier on mm-hmm. 
of the other podcast so people will get that if they go and have a listen. Um, I think at the end of the night, there's a science about taking everything out of your mind. Because as, as an entrepreneur, you're busy, you're passionate, you're driving. And if you're in the game, everything flows. And at the end of the day, you're absolutely buzzing. So write a to-do list for the following day whilst you're buzzing from today's activities. But you also brain dump everything out of your mind. So when your head hits the pillow, you sleep. Like, because you've taken it out of your head. And, you know, I've never had a trouble sleeping. Like, once I work too hard, I hit the, hit the pillow now. <laughs> and I wake up in the morning and I'm like, the first thing I do is read my to-do list before I jump in the shower. Yeah. And then it's engaging me with what's present, what's relevant and what's important. And I think if people can, can do that one thing and commit to it for 2020, mm-hmm. change the game. It's so funny. My dad said that to me. He said, like, you gave me some things I needed to do. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And he said, like, are you not writing any of this down? I said, no, I remember it. He said, Fraser, a short pencil is always better than a long memory. <laughs> and uh, from that moment onwards, I've written a to-do list. And I've been, people call me box off Brooks. Because I box everything up. Which is quite funny because my favorite name that I use all the time is Bob. And box off Brooks is basically an acronym for Bob, which is just hilarious. Same as Bridge of Leaf. There's so many acronyms for Bob. It's hilarious. But, Subscribe of the week, mate, that, that's gold. The subscribe of the week, and so something so small can make such a huge difference, can't it? Um, subscribe of the week is Travel Amy. As she says, life-changing, five stars. Fraser is literally going to change your businesses. I listen over and over and over and over again. Thank you. So Travel Amy, uh, if you can uh, send me a message on Instagram, you are going to get sent $50 to your PayPal, you absolute legend. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that. I absolutely loved it. I've taken copious amounts of notes. I've said copious twice today. Um, I, I've never said it ever in my entire life, but I've said copious twice. Um, so I hope that you enjoy me saying the word copious. I hope you enjoy the notes you've taken. And I hope that you go and enjoy the first episode of the podcast that me and Craig did. So Craig, thank you so much, mate. I really appreciate our friendship, your leadership, your mentorship, your guidance, your mindset stuff, your passion, everything. I'm just so grateful for you to be in the profession, especially here in Europe, because we really need people like you to level things up. So I appreciate it, bro. Right back at you, buddy. Um, it's great to connect with you. You're, you're inspiring the nation, mate, and the European nation. You're having that impact that I think is truly important. It's needed. And uh, roll on SS3, SS4, and, and SS5. And, you know, let's get to Manfield one day, fella. That's <laughs> it. One day, mate. Get in there. Get in there. I, I appreciate it, mate. Thanks so much, guys. Love to each every single one of you. And see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.